Thank you, Jesus. 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 Let's take a few moments to thank the Lord for the testimonies that we heard this evening. If we never had a Savior, then we would never have these testimonies. We'd be under bondage. But we thank God for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who not only sets us free, but He gives us the power to be His witnesses. He empowers us to be His witnesses. And He said, I'm going, but I will bring you good news, which is I'm going to send you the Comforter. You wait. Wait here. Get yourself armed, covered with His power. And then you go. You're going to be successful. I'll be with you. He never sent his disciples as sheep in the midst of wolves without that covering, without his power. Such a faithful God. Such a faithful God. Such a faithful God. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Father. 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 Oh, Lord, you're beautiful. You're almighty. Your blessings are more in number than the sand. We thank you, Father. In the midst of the fire, you're forever faithful. Oh, Lord, you surround us with your mercies. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you've done this far. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for India's testimony. Thank you, Lord, for Darshan's testimony. Thank you, Lord, for all that you've done, Father. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Father. Praise you, Lord, for these marvelous testimonies that you've raised in our midst, O Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you with all our hearts. We praise you, Father. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I pray, O Spirit of the living God, that you will magnify Jesus once more this night. Magnify Jesus once more this night. We need you, Lord. We need your breath, O Lord. We need your life, O Lord. We need your life-giving water, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Holy Spirit, I pray that you will satisfy us with the likeness of Jesus. Hallelujah. Satisfy us with your image, Lord. Satisfy us with your word, Lord. Satisfy us with yourself, O Lord. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. We praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Father. Lord, we commit ourselves into your hands. I pray that the Spirit of God may do a mighty work in our midst, Lord. Blessed Holy Spirit, you do a mighty work in our midst, O oh Father. Do a mighty work in our midst, O oh Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Spirit of God, the Spirit of truth, O oh Lord, do a mighty work in our midst, O oh Father. Help us, Lord, not to miss anything that you have for us, O oh Father. Help us, O oh Lord Jesus. Lord, to become everything that you have called us to be, O Father, by yielding the members of our bodies to righteousness, to your truth, to your word at this hour. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, praise you, hallelujah. 
praise Him with everything that is within you, wherever you are. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare your hearts to receive the King. Prepare your hearts. Prepare your hearts. Hallelujah. Prepare your hearts. Hallelujah. Tell the Lord, Lord, prepare me. Prepare me. Prepare me. Thank you, Jesus. Prepare me, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Lord, I prepare myself to receive everything that you have for me. I'm not going to be casual in your presence. I'm not going to just be here just to be here. I'm not going to be a spectator. But I'm going to be an active participant in what you're going to do, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed Lord, blessed Lord, blessed Lord, blessed Lord, blessed Lord, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Tell the Lord, Lord, I will not let you go. I will not let you go. I will not let you go. Father, if you don't visit me this night, I will not let you go. It's only those people. It's only those people who are adamant in telling the Lord, Lord, I really need you. I really need you. I'm not just going to say it, just to say it. I don't want to be like Orpa. I want to be like Ruth. I want to be like Ruth. Hallelujah. I'm not just going to say, I'll go with you. Naomi, I'll go with you. But when Naomi says, no, no, you don't have to. You won't get anything from me. Go back. Orpa went back. But Ruth did not. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God is looking for people who really pursue Him, who really receive from Him, who really say, I'm not going to go without receiving what God has for me. People who are like Jacob and say, Lord, unless you bless me, I'm not going to let you go. Because we know He's a blesser. We know from Him comes all things. We know He's a source of life. We know He's everything. I'm not, not going to just go without receiving from you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mean business with God and He'll mean business with you. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Give your life to the Lord and tell the Lord, Father, I want to prepare myself so that you can pour into me. I need your blessing, but I want to bring myself to a place where I'm able to receive. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm giving myself over to you, Lord, so that you can do a thorough work in me so that you can bless me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Step into our circumstances, O Lord. 
Step into our circumstances, O Lord. See our brokenness, O Lord. See our emptiness, O Lord. Do something about it. Hallelujah. Jesus says, are you willing to do something about it? If you're willing to do something about it, I'm willing to do everything about it. Hallelujah. The small portion that God expects from us, which is to pay attention to His voice, which is to follow His direction. If we can just do that, He will take care of the rest. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus I lay aside everything that would keep me from the king of kings who is the great I am I lay aside everything that would keep me Yes. To feel the 
midst of troubled waters. Hallelujah. Your word brings us the peace. Hallelujah. In the midst of our chaotic circumstances, your voice brings us the calmness. Hallelujah. In the midst of tremendous weakness, your power enables us to do the impossible. Hallelujah. I'm the Lord God who turns your darkness into light before you. I'll make all the rough places smooth. These are the things I will do for you and will not forsake you, says the Lord Most High. 
Whatever you want to do with me, whatever you want to do in my life, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Tell the Lord. Lord, I will not stand in your way. Tell the Lord. I will not stand in your way. Let your kingdom come in me. Let your kingdom song. Sing this as a prayer to the Lord. Hallelujah. Teach me to hear your voice of truth.
Jesus. Father in heaven, we come before your throne of grace. Thank you for your overflowing presence that is in our midst, O oh Father. We are yours and we are yours alone. Hallelujah. 100% we are yours, O oh Lord. And we thank you that you are 100% our very own. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. We give ourselves over to you at this hour, Lord, and I pray that you will reveal the mind of the Father to us. Reveal the mind of Christ to us, precious Holy Spirit. Speak to our hearts, O Lord. Hallelujah. I pray that you will move every mountain in the name of Jesus. Raise every valley up in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Let your word have a profound impact in the spirits of your people, O Father. In the name of Jesus, every tear be wiped away. Every broken heart be mended, O Lord. Made whole in Jesus' name. Every crooked path be made straight, O Father. Wherever your people are pleading with you for, may it be granted by my Father in heaven in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Break away my chain. Throw away my stone. people from receiving God's best for their lives. And I curse the powers of darkness at work in Jesus' name. Father, magnify your son Jesus at this hour. I break every bondage in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and every resistance I bring it down in Jesus' name. Every spirit of unbelief I tear it down in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Oh, I pray, let faith arise. Let the atmosphere of God surround your people and overtake every atmosphere of the enemy in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And I pray, Father, may your people leave tonight having met the Messiah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Feed us with your heavenly manna. And I thank you for doing this. Thank you for your word that you've given, O Lord. We know that the Lord will speak peace to his people tonight. And I know, Father, that you're going to set the captives free tonight. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Father, you're going to fuse that which is broken together. God is going to fuse that which is broken together. That's what the Holy Spirit is showing me. Hallelujah. God is going to fuse that which is broken together. Hallelujah. With no trace of brokenness. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you, 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 praise you. 
and will cause you to see wonders, says the Lord of hosts. This year is a very glorious year. This year is going to end in a very glorious way. Whatever God is doing is only going to take momentum, pick up speed, says God Most High. There are many surprises God has along the way. Many, 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 many surprises. Hallelujah. Many good news, many tears of joy. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You will leap for joy. My people shall leap for joy. For the restoration that God would bring upon His people, to His people, for His people, will overwhelm them and result in abundance of praise to the King. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We praise You. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Great peace, great peace, great peace. I see God's peace hovering over the remaining part of this year. Great peace to all those who rest in the promises of God. Great peace. Those who keep their eyes on the promise giver and the promises that he has given will have great peace. Not just moments of laughter, but bursts of laughter. Shouts of joy. And shouts of victory. Hallelujah. Shall be heard in the tents of the righteous as the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Hallelujah. The centurion, he came to Jesus. He said, my servant is sick. His sickness is unto death. He said, Jesus, you don't have to come to my house. Just say a word my servant shall be made whole. To what extent you extend your faith, to that extent you will see God's hand move upon your life and on your behalf. Hallelujah. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Overwhelming victory to God's people. Hallelujah. Overwhelming victory to God's people. Hallelujah. You are the potter. My Father, I am your 
were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. Praise be to God. Shall we pray? Please pray this prayer after me. Lord, open my eyes to see your truth. Lord, open my ears to hear your truth. Lord, open my mind to receive your truth. Lord, open my heart to keep your truth. Let me be a doer of your word and not a hearer only. Let me bring forth much fruit to the praise and glory of God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Speak, Lord. I will listen and obey. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. So if you read Hebrews chapter 11, you will see human beings just like us. Human beings just like us. When you have time, you can actually go to our website on our um, YouTube messages. You'll see a message called Ordinary Extraordinary You. Ordinary human beings who are made extraordinary by the power of God, who did extraordinary things. God has called each one of you to do extraordinary things for God. In order to do extraordinary things for God, we need to have extraordinary powers. In order to be able to accomplish extraordinary things in this world, we need to become the extraordinary people that can accomplish extraordinary things. Now, going to work, most people can do. Eating, most people can do. Now, even for that, we need God's grace. We must not misunderstand that. Standing, breathing, everything, we need God's grace. But that's a common grace that most people can do unless we have sickness. And we have seen that in our own family. When we're not able to eat, we can't eat. And if you've had stomach virus, if you had, you know, any other um, uh, indigestion and stomach problems or surgeries and different things, then you know what it means to not be able to eat. So you can't take anything for granted. However, you don't need extraordinary strength to eat your food. Those are normal bodily functions that a healthy body would do. If somebody's sick, then it's a different story. But within that normal range, human beings as human beings can only accomplish things that normal human beings can accomplish. But when you look at Hebrews chapter 11, you have heroes of faith who did extraordinary things while they were on the face of the earth. People with a mission. Men and women with a mission. God's people had a mission given by God, which they identified and they received strength from God and they fulfilled it with everything that is within them, which was ultimately given by God. So you can read Hebrews chapter 11 from verses 1 to all the way to 31. And you can see different Bible characters such as Daniel, such as Abraham, Sarah, Moses and Joseph and different people there. Now for our meditation tonight, we see from verse 32. After saying all these things, the Spirit of God saying all these things, he is bringing verse 32 in here where he says, What more shall I say? 
for the time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, and Samson, and Jephthah, also of David and Samuel, and the prophets. So you have many more people that can be added to Hebrews 11, who actually did extraordinary things. And because the Bible has this many pages and this many words, the Holy Spirit summarizes everything here into certain number of verses where within two, three verses, history has been packed. God's power is found. And so you look at it, you see Gideon, you see Barak, you see Samson, you see Jephthah, you see David, Samuel, and the prophets. So within that, we have many prophets who go in there, who did extraordinary things for God. What did they do? Through faith, subdued kingdoms. So through faith, what kind of faith is it? It's not ordinary faith manifested by ordinary human beings, but it's extraordinary faith. And that extraordinary faith is God kind of faith. It's not an ordinary faith. It's not common faith. But this is uncommon, extraordinary faith. And what did that extraordinary faith do? Subdue kingdoms. Think about that. It's not just about one tiny ruler here or, you know, a little mayor over there. No. They subdued kingdoms. How can they subdue kingdoms? How can ordinary human beings subdue kingdoms? Now we have to understand when it comes to the spiritual realm, we have the powers of darkness at work and we have the power of God at work. When it comes to the natural realm, we have human beings influenced by the powers of darkness and you have human beings influenced by the power of God. That's it. There's no middle ground here. So a person is either influenced by the power of God or they're influenced by the powers of darkness. Now, we all have minds and our minds are battlefields. What door we open is very important. If I open my mind to unbelief, then what will happen? You entertain thoughts of unbelief. Now, we can think, oh, it's just a thought. But you know what? The thought is an arrow. And when that first arrow is shot and you receive it instead of rejecting it, you get wounded there and you get, guess who comes in there? The spirit of unbelief will come in. Now it's no more thoughts. A strong spirit of unbelief will enter in, which will cause a person to look at everything negative. All the good things suddenly will be hidden and all the negative things will heighten. And that's when frustration will come, anger will come and not being able to handle themselves and handle others will come. This is just one example. And you look at discouragement is the same thing. So the enemy shoots an arrow and when the first arrow is not rejected but it's received, devastation takes place. But these people, these extraordinary people did something different. When the enemy sends an arrow, because Satan hates human beings, right? Whether a person is a Hindu or a Muslim or a Catholic or, you know, or a Christian or Buddhist, whatever it is, every human being is created in the image of God. Satan hates them. He hates the sight of human beings because when he sees them, he sees the reflection of God in them. So what does he do? He says, I want to desecrate that image of God I, because he hates God. 
I want to desecrate that image of God. So he will try to do everything he can to either make a person desecrate their bodies, make a person harm themselves and do things that are harmful for themselves, such as substance abuse, such as abusing their bodies and all those things. Or he will move into someone and move them to abuse someone. The net result is marring the image of God. So the image of God that has been given to human beings is tarnished by demonic spirits. Well, we have God here in the picture. If we don't have God, we can all get scared. Oh my goodness. So what am I going to do when, you know, I have no choice that this devil is after me. We don't have to worry about it because we have a big God. Now, God who is bigger than the forces of darkness, God who is bigger than the powers of the air, the principalities, God who is bigger than the unseen forces that are out there, when he is by our side, he gives us the power to overcome the powers of darkness. That's where an ordinary person becomes an extraordinary person to do extraordinary things in this world. Now, there are people who suddenly, when they're filled with demonic spirits, 10 people need to hold them down. Where do they get that strength from? People wonder. Those are superhuman strength, but comes from demonic spirit. When people open the door to either the demonic spirit or the Holy Spirit, the behavior will correspond to that. Anybody can become a vessel in the hands of God if they allow God to work in them. Anybody can become a vessel in the hands of the devil if they allow the devil to work in them. A lot of times people won't know. They'll think it's my thought. I feel this and I'm feeling confused and I'm feeling hurt and I'm feeling this. And, and a lot of that happens when the devil gives the first thought and we receive that first thought. We think, huh, yes, this person did this to me. And you start thinking about it. That's it. What happens? That spirit comes and bombards you and within 30 seconds, the whole history will come right in front of you and you feel like you're going to drown in that. A medical community can call it trauma. But who is the author of trauma? Satan. When people know what is the origin of problems and they know how to handle it, they're not going to become victims of the devil They'll know how to overcome the devil. This is where you see people in Hebrews chapter 11, they all knew how to overcome. There were no more victims of the devil, but they overcame the devil. So when you look at the word subdued kingdoms, the devil working through people, the devil working through different people. Say somebody's giving you trouble at your workplace. They constantly nitpicking on you and they're working against you and and they want to make you feel miserable at your workplace. Definitely, it's not God. It's the devil working through them. But that person has obviously opened the door to the devil so that the devil can bring those thoughts of hatred, bring those thoughts of anger, bring those thoughts of, thoughts of jealousy and suspicion and all those things so that he can torment another human being. When we understand that this is not this person doing this, this is the devil that is actually moving them to do this, 
you're going to stop fighting with another human being. When you fight with another human being, Satan is very happy. You know, he says, hey, that's what I wanted to see. Keep arguing, keep fighting. And he will throw more and more because you've received the first arrow. He'll throw two, three, four, five until you can't get up. But when you recognize where this is coming from, the problem in my house is coming from the devil. The problem in my workplace is coming from the devil. The problems, you know, in my school or college is coming from the devil. Wherever you're facing problems, Satan is the author of those problems. When you understand, okay, this is what the devil is doing. Then what you're going to do, you have to deal with it. Now, if I know this is a spiritual problem, me trying to reason, trying to kick and scream and try to change a person is not going to work, right? It's not going to work because the spirit of God must touch the spirit of a human being. There are some people who try to force their viewpoint on somebody, or there are some people who try to make somebody to see what they're seeing. But the truth is, if somebody's blind, they will not be able to see. And we've said this to many people many different times. If somebody is not able to see, and we're trying to hold them and say, can't you see what is happening? They really can't see. So there's a room that's created now for more problems because they're not able to see, you're able to see, you're getting frustrated, you're able to see, but they're not able to see, and they think, what are you trying to tell me? You know, because they can't see. This is where we need the Holy Spirit to come and work. So, how did they subdue kingdoms? You can actually put anything in the place of kingdoms. It could be your workplace, it could be your marriage, it could be your spouse, it could be you. You can have a war going on within you. It could be your health. It could be your kids. You know, it could be your parents. It could be whatever. Whatever area that you feel is coming up against you. It's really causing that peacelessness. It's really causing you to go down and you feel like you're not able to breathe. You feel like this is at war with me. You can have war within yourself, like I said. And you can have war from without. So, when you look at circumstances like these, you want to be people, like the people who are in Hebrews chapter 11, who subdued kingdoms by faith. They didn't handle it the natural way. They handled it the supernatural way. Supernatural way is placing the faith Upon God Almighty. When I place my faith upon God Almighty. Now he is going to do something. He's going to tell you what you need to do. He's going to show you how you need to pray. He's going to speak to the person. He's going to speak to your boss. He's going to speak to your spouse. He's going to speak to your children. He's going to speak to your family members. He's going to speak to your academic advisor. He's going to speak to your manager. He's going to speak to your coworker. He can do anything. God can do anything. God, our God is a God who can do anything. That's why it's important for us to talk to God instead of talking to man. And when God talks to you and he tells you, now go talk to, to man, then it's going to just work like this. You know why? Because it's not you saying your own thing, trying to make a person see. It's God doing something. And now, just like we saw Sunday, 
When you take God's word and you go and speak over your circumstance, kingdoms or dry bones, they all work. You know why? Because now it's not your words. It's the word of God. In order for this to happen, you need to be acquainted with God. If I'm not acquainted with God, I'm not going to have the words of God inside of me. Now, the words of God are words of love. It's not words of hate, not words of anger, not words of envy, not words of suspicion. Words of love. So when God speaks, God will give strategic ways and he'll give you the words to speak so that his words will open the eyes of the next person. You know why? Because just as you are desperate for something to take place, be it your workplace, in your spouse or in your parents, whoever it is, God also wants the same thing to happen. You know why? He loves every single human being. They're all created in the image of God. So as God is saying, God says, I have a purpose for this person. I have a purpose for this person and I need things to be changed. You know what God is waiting for? He's waiting for us. He's waiting for us. He's waiting for his people to really go to God and talk to him. Many, many times we don't talk to God. Before we can talk to God, we go talk to man. Before we can hear from God, we go talk to human beings. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. You want to subdue kingdoms? You want to subdue that which is against you? You want to bring it down? You want to subdue that which is standing against you, that is warring with you? Whether it's your own heart, whether it's someone else, or something, or some situation, whatever it is. God is speaking to the hearts of this hour. Whatever is against you, you can bring it down. I'm not talking about an individual. I'm actually talking about the enemy that is causing confusion. It is the enemy that is causing problems, not the person. When we separate the person from what is causing the problem, then we're going to have peace because... We're going to invite God into that situation because we can't handle it. Once you understand a problem is a spiritual problem, any problem, even war between nations, it's a spiritual problem. When we try to sit and talk and reason and try to do something, you have more problems because everything that man tries to do is superficial and Satan's very happy. You know why? Because he's the ones sitting behind these problems and he's plotting and he's putting thoughts in other people's head and putting jealousy and putting thoughts of war and fights and anger and all these things. So when Jesus is not in the picture, Satan is very happy. He says, okay, it's my time, my place. I have full room to play my game. But when a child of God who is acquainted with God is involved Satan is very, very upset. He says, this is a headache. This is a headache. He'll say, I need to somehow get rid of this person because this person is a headache because he knows that the problem is for me, not from the human beings there. May God help you to see your situation as how God would see it. The Bible says, we don't fight with flesh and blood, Period. The weapons of a warfare are not carnal. It's not using your mouth. It's not using your hand. It's not using your foot. But the weapons of a warfare are supernatural and they're mighty to pull down the strongholds. We can see strongholds with our 
eyes. But there are strongholds that are there. If we have supernatural eyes, spiritual eyes to see, if they're open, then we can see. If we can see it, then I know exactly how to bring it down. Say you have a, a web, a cobweb in your house. You need to be able to see it in order to take something, a broom or something to bring it down. If you're not able to see, somebody can say, it's there. It's there. You'll say, where? They'll say, it's there. Where? It's there. Where? You won't know where. If you need to clean something, you need to know where it's dirty. You need to be able to see in order to identify a problem. You need to know what that problem is. You need to know the location of it. Then you can work on getting rid of it. If I don't understand that, any problem be it, your workplace or your family, that the problem comes from the devil. And don't try to see it in a superficial way and try to work it out yourself with your human hands, with your human mouth, with your human mind, because it will not work. Number one, principle that God's people need to follow, that the Spirit of the Lord is bringing before you again is... Trust in the Lord with all your heart. When you see something go wrong, suddenly, you see there's a shift in the atmosphere. Everything was going good and suddenly there's a shift in the atmosphere. Suddenly you're getting sick. Suddenly something is breaking down. Even with mechanical failure, whatever it is. If you are a child of God, you need to know that whatever you have and you are faithful to God... Whatever you have belongs to God. Whatever goes wrong, you need to be able to recover that. Because there's no wastage in God's kingdom. There's no loss in God's economy. God has called us to be overcomers, not to be defeated. Anywhere, any place, in your workplace, God has called you to be the head and not the tail. That means not under, about. In your school, God has called you to be the head and not the tail. Not under, but about. Above and not beneath. Wherever God has placed you, God has called you to be above and not beneath. In not an arrogant way, in not a prideful way, saying that, hey, I have to be above and so, you know, I'm not going to listen to anybody. And no, those who are really humble are the ones who are going to go up because God lifts the humble. God is against the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So as we humble ourselves and we look to God, God places us in seats of honor. God does that. Promotion does not come from the east or from the west, the Bible says. It's God who lifts one up and he puts another down. You see the supernatural hand of God in every situation, whether it's a promotion or getting a job or finishing something or getting something. We need God's hand upon our lives. And in this world, as we are passing through, Every day, we pass through this world. We're passing through this world and we're going towards eternity. We have to understand. That's our focus. This is a temporary place. That's our permanent place. So whatever we do, we want to keep this in mind. I want to live my life focusing on eternity. Whatever I do, it has to bring glory to God and it has to... Do something towards eternity. That means whatever I'm doing here, I'll be rewarded based on what I'm doing 
and my reward will go with me into eternity. So if you're studying and you're studying for God, that you really want to get good grades and you're doing it for God, this is going to carry into eternity. If you're working and you want to really work with all your heart and you really want to bring glory to God in your workplace, then your work, whatever you're doing, will carry into eternity. God will reward you. That reward will go into eternity. Raising your children, when you raise your children, you say, I want to raise my children so that I'll raise them for God. Then whatever you're doing for your children will carry into eternity. When you go, when you finish this race on earth and you step into the other side, whatever you did with the focus that is I'm doing it towards eternity will go with you. The Bible says in the book of Revelation that our works follow us, not any work. What we do unto him, whatever we do, we do it heartily unto God and not unto man, knowing that our reward is from him. So when we work, we work with faith. And we must understand in this world, what we see, what we feel, what we touch, what we smell, what we sense is the natural realm, but it's operated by external forces. It's operated by the force of God. It's operated by the force of darkness. Now, the force of God is, even though the biggest force, it's very gentle. He never pushes himself on anyone. When, that's why when we pray, we have to invite the Holy Spirit to come into our midst. When we read, we should ask God to open our eyes. We have to ask God. But with the devil, you don't have to do that. You just need to look at things that will entertain that spirit. That's all. You don't need to invite the devil with your mouth. Just think. A negative thought. Satan will just barge in. He's a thief. You know how thieves will come in. You know how a murderer will come in. How thieves and murderers operate. That's how Satan operates. But God is not like that. And so when we understand, okay, these are the things that are in operation in this world. When I understand what is happening in this situation, this is why this man is behaving this way. This is why the child is getting so sick. This is why I'm not able to submit my paper. This is why this is happening. There's so much delay in getting this job. Whatever it is, whatever is happening in your life, you have to understand that I need to be able to see beyond what I can see with my natural eyes. I need to be able to see beyond what I can see with my natural eyes. With my natural eyes, I see. This is not moving. This is not working. And this person is, you know, doing this again. And they promised me for the hundredth time. And look at the hundred first time. They did the same thing again. But you know what? There's something going on far beyond that. The principalities, the powers, the kingdom of darkness is at work. When you understand that, that's phase number one. Just the understanding of that will empower you. That's phase number one in spiritual warfare. Once you understand that, when you know that you have an enemy, it's good that you know because now you have the awareness. Then what are you going to do about it? If you just know about it and you don't do anything about it, it's equal to is not even knowing about it. It's actually worse. But once you know, okay, I have an enemy, 
and the enemy is going to steal. Now I'm going to go secure all my locks. I'm going to make sure my door is secure. I'm going to make sure my windows are secure. I'm going to make sure my car is secure. I'm going to make sure everything I have is secure. I'm going to make sure every time I go in and go out that I will look around. That's what you're going to do. When you know your enemy is there and you know this is your enemy, then you're going to be aware of your surroundings. And then you're going to prevent certain things from happening. That's where Jesus said this. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth or release over here shall be loosed or released in heaven. Unless you bind the strong man, the strong man is going to be loosed to do whatever he wants to do. The Bible talks about, Jesus talked about Satan and the evil spirits. So whatever is causing problems in your family, whatever is causing problems at your workplace, whatever is causing problems in education, whatever is causing problems in your finances, whatever it is, if you can only see what is behind this and do something about it, then you are going to be an overcomer. So now seeing is one thing. Doing something about it is another thing. So the first step to victory is to be able to recognize that this is the enemy that is working right here in this place. Secondly, you need to do something about it. You need to pray. You need to go to God because we as human beings, ordinary people, cannot go and subdue demonic kingdoms. Cannot go and subdue kingdoms because the demonic spirits influence the kings. So in order for the enemy to let go of our education, let go of our loved ones, let go of our bodies, let go of our finances, let go of all those things. We need to have more power. We need to have power to subdue the enemy. In order for that to happen, we need to have power with God. We need to be people who are acquainted with the spirit of God, acquainted with God himself. When we walk with him, when we live with him, when we spend time in his presence, when we learn to hear from him, when we learn to be in his presence like how David was. I've spoken about this before. That the Lord is bringing to us again, which is David went and killed Goliath. He brought him down with one smooth stone. But David had to know to pick the right stone. And God worked when that stone was sent by David towards Goliath. God made sure that Goliath comes down. We need to be acquainted with the Spirit of God. We need to be acquainted with the presence of God. We need to understand the battle plan. We need to understand the way to victory. So, number one weapon that will bring down kingdoms is faith. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you want to bring down the enemy that is harassing your family, that is harassing your body, that's harassing your finances, that is harassing education, whatever it is, you need to have faith. Faith in who? And a lot of times we hear the phrase, believe in yourself. Well, you can believe all you want, but you really can't bring down 
and the powers of darkness with believing in yourself. It's not going to do anything. Satan will stand and laugh because we're tiny when it comes to supernatural beings. He can just put us in the grave in a matter of seconds. Believing in God will bring us the victory. When we believe in God, that God is with me, God will help me, God will bring peace, God will bring victory, God will solve my problems. That's step number one, having faith. What did these people do? They had faith in God Almighty. Now, faith in God Almighty is, we saw this Sunday, faith in what God has spoken. Very important. That's what the word takes the preeminence here. What God has spoken, has God given specific promises, prophecies over your future, over your children, over your marriage, over your finances, over your education, over your life? Hold on to the promises. When the enemy comes in like a flood, when the enemy works through somebody at your workplace saying that, hey, you're not going to get the promotion and you know, you're not going to you know, prosper here and look at you over there, look at others. You don't pay attention to those words. You look at the word that God gave you. And you speak that word. That's how you subdue what is against you because now you use the word of God that goes as a sharp arrow against the enemy that is trying to rise up against you. By faith, these people subdued the kingdoms. Whatever was against them, by faith, they just brought it down. By having faith in God, faith in what he has spoken because you need to have something to hold on to had faith in what God had spoken. How do you know someone has faith in what God has spoken? They say it. That's how you know. When something goes opposite, they say, no, 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 I don't believe. I don't believe. I don't believe. It's not living in denial. It's seeing your problem, but you're saying that God is greater than this. I'm not taking this as the answer. Subdue your situation by having faith in God Almighty. Whatever your situation is, subdue it by having faith in God. Having faith in God is having faith in His Word. Having faith in His Word is having faith in what He has spoken for you. Having faith in what He has spoken for you is you speaking the same thing over your life. You believe what He has said and you say it. Very important. Very important. Abraham against everything. That was said against his body, saying, you're old, your wife is old, you know what, she's very old, and her body is dead, and your body is dead, and it's never going to happen, and against all these things, he's counted God to be faithful, he counted the promise of God to be faithful, and he believed in God, and the way he spoke, his wife also believed, many, many times, he would have told Sarah, Sarah, we're going to have a son, God said we're going to have a son, so he was speaking God's word over it. To such an extent that Sarah became a believer of God. So number one is faith. By faith, they subdued kingdoms. Whatever your problem may be. Whatever you may be seeing before you. Whatever health condition, whatever medical diagnosis, whatever it may be. Whatever you may be seeing in front of you. If you can understand the root of it and who is the cause for it. And you deal with the cause not just with the symptoms, you deal with the cause, then you're going to be an overcomer. Because God will rescue your son. God will rescue your spouse. God will rescue your 
parents. God will rescue whoever Satan is trying to choke, whoever Satan is trying to drown, whoever Satan is trying to make them miserable. By your faith in God for them and being Jesus to them, you being Jesus to them, God will bring life into them because you have a vision for them. God has a vision for you. God has a vision for them. When you have the same vision of God, which is a promise of God, you take that and you speak it over their lives. You take that and you speak it over a situation. You take that and you speak it no matter what you see. You have to be someone who will dominate your circumstance through the word of God, not by the natural means, but by the supernatural means. God's word is supernatural. God's word works. Jesus said what it was written in the Old Testament. He told this to Satan. When Satan came and told Jesus, Jesus, why don't you turn these stones into bread and you're so hungry and uh, I'm giving you a suggestion. And no suggestion from Satan is good. Jesus told Satan, it's written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So human being is sustained by the word of God. The word of God that comes out of the mouth of God, which carries the breath of God, is all powerful to heal our diseases. Is all powerful to bring relief and bring restoration to our circumstances, to our families. The word of God is all powerful. When we take that word of God that God has given and we say that, I'm going to speak it on my circumstances. I'm not going to see the way how others see and try to say, how can I solve this? How can I solve this? How can I solve this the natural way? But I'm able to see now, beyond what my natural eyes can see, that the problem is caused by the enemy. I'm going to go after the enemy. You go after the enemy so that your child, your spouse, can be pulled away or recovered from the mouth of the lion. Satan wants to take away family members, split them apart. Satan wants to break what God is building. Satan wants to do damage. We as God's people need to know this. If I want victory and if I want God to restore, I need to follow heaven's principles. If I don't follow heaven's principles and try to do things my way, which is from the natural realm, It's not going to work because it's going to become a base for the enemy to do more work because you're not exerting force spiritually and Satan is a spiritual being. When the enemy comes and you don't resist the enemy, what will the enemy do? He'll exert more force because he has the upper hand now. If someone is not fighting and the other side is fighting, you know for sure the one who is fighting is going to win. You need to be someone who will fight for your spouse. Fight for your kids. Fight for your marriage. Fight for your education. Fight for your children's education. Fight for every blessing that God has given. Don't let it go. Don't let a single blessing go out of your hand. Never say, the well, it's okay. This is not my priority now. And maybe someday, somehow, God will, you know, through someone, maybe somehow it'll happen. No. If I don't hold on to what has been given to me, because these are all my blessings and my treasures God has given. Your spouse is your treasure. Your kids are your treasure. You know, if God has given you a job, that is a gift from God. Health is a treasure. Whatever God has given to you, they all belong. All those belong to you. 
You cannot just let the enemy come and just swipe that away from you and say, that, well, I don't know. You can't be sleeping. You cannot be a sleeping guard at the post. That's no good. The enemy will just walk by you and take what belongs to you and walk out. You need to be someone who is praying. Pray prayers of blessing over your family. Pray prayers of blessing over everything that is that God has given. And be someone who is talking with God, talking to God. So you can hear from Him and God will tell you, there's a problem here. There's a problem that the enemy is trying to do this. Go after the enemy. Don't fight with your hands. Fight on your knees before God. Don't fight with your mouth. Seek God. Talk to God and let God work wonders in your life. Our God is the God of heaven and earth. He's the ancient of days. He's the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. The one who sees the end from the beginning. He sees a person's heart. Our God is all powerful. The one who created the universe. The one who created you. The one who created your spouse. The one who created your children. The one who created your parents. The one who created everything around you. In perfection, he says, I can restore what the enemy has marred. See, whatever is happening and whatever is going wrong is not because of God. It's because of the enemy. And many times we're the cause for it because we are people who sleep at the post. We need to be awake. We need to be people who will take care of our families. We need to be people who will be on our knees before God. We, will be, we should be people who say, Lord, I'm not going to let the enemy touch my spouse again, my children again. My health again, my children's health again, my spouse's health again, my finances again. I'm going to hold on to what you've given. And above everything is our soul, our spiritual lives, our children's spiritual lives, our spouse's spiritual lives. It's very important. Our body prospers, our soul should prosper. Our soul prospers and our body will prosper. Otherwise, there'll be spiritual retardation. We don't want that. Just like how a child should grow, the body should grow and the brain should grow. In some cases, the brain grows, the body doesn't grow. It's very sad. In some cases, the body grows, the brain doesn't grow. It's very sad. How much more? Think about it. When God sees us, if our soul is not growing and our children's souls are not growing, we need to say, Lord, these are the areas that I'm going to focus because I'm going to grow. And I want to become that warrior that you've called me to be. That I'm not going to fight with hands or with mouth and try to argue and try to win my case. No. I'm going to be someone who will spend time in your presence and see God move mountains in my life. I'm going to be a person who would be on my knees before God and talk to him. And when God says, this is what I'm giving to you, go speak. That will produce life in the lives of your parents, in the lives of your children, in the lives of your spouse, and whatever God gives to you, it will be in truth wrapped with love. That's what God speaks. May God help us to understand. Want to be people who subdue kingdoms. Let's just go back and read this before we finish. These are the people who subdued kingdoms. How did they, how did David subdue kingdoms? By trusting in God. By going to God. Lord, should I go north? Should I go south? Should I go? Should I pursue? He'll ask God every single time. How did Barak subdue kingdoms? He trusted in what Deborah the prophet has said and he went and he fought the battle. How did Samson subdue kingdoms and subdue his enemies by faith in God and because of the anointing of God that was upon his life? 
had it Samuel subdued kingdoms because of the anointing of God that was upon his life because of his walk with God. Nobody did it in a natural way by natural means. They all did it through the spirit of God. You look at each and every Bible character that's here, you know, they're all filled with the spirit of God, dominated by the force of God. And that force through them dominated everything that was against them. God is speaking to our hearts at this hour. No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. Nothing. You need to be someone who receives from God and uses what God gives you. Stop the mouths of lions. I want to take you a little, few steps back. Where? They worked righteousness. How did they work righteousness? Right after subdued kingdoms. How did they work righteousness? Again, through faith in God. Having the spirit of God. Faith in God and having the spirit of God. How did they obtain promises? By faith. And they kept the promises. They believed in the promises. And they did what they should do, which is action of faith. They acted upon what God said. Stop the mouths of the lions. They believed God and lived a righteous life. And because of that, they had power over their circumstances. Quench the violence of fire. Escape the edge of the sword. How did these things happen? In the natural realm, how did these things happen? Because they brought the supernatural realm of God to where they were. When you bring the supernatural realm of God to where you are, the Spirit of God will take over every area of your life. If not, what happens is, the natural realm that is dominated by the enemy will continue to dominate and cause chaos. But when we walk with God, the Spirit of God will dominate our every circumstance. And then no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. Became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead, raised to life again. How do they all do these things? How do they all do these things? It talks about men and women, Hebrews chapter 11. How did both men and women become overcomers? We're not brought down by the circumstances. Just look at these situations. Edge of the sword, that's what they faced. Lions, that's what they faced. Fire, they faced. Look at all these things. And these people were not swallowed by these things. But they dominated. They overcame those things. They had power over those things. By having faith in God. Trusting in Him. Trusting in His Word. Taking God's word and believing it and acting on it. We become overcomers. Your circumstance may be different from what's in Hebrews chapter 11. It doesn't matter. Whatever is behind your circumstance was behind the circumstances of the people who faced whatever they faced in Hebrews 11. The same principle they used back then works now. Still works. And when you do what they did, no matter what your circumstances, you too will become an overcomer just like them.
instead of asking, why sword? Why fire? Why lions? Let's read. Why battle? Why? Instead of asking why. We need to be brave warriors of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every opportunity that comes against us, we need to be people. Through faith, subdue that which is against us. And we too can live an overcoming life, a victorious life, a life with no fear, a life that is not with compromise, a life that is God-glorifying, a life that will be worthy to be in Hebrews chapter 11, continuation of Hebrews chapter 11. God can use your life as you use the lives of these people, men and women, to do the extraordinary, to do the impossible. He took ordinary human beings just like you, just like me. And God did extraordinary things through their lives. What kind of life do you want to live? As you pass through this world, as you pass through whatever you see, know that every time you pass through, you're passing through something, you're going forward. Like I said before, this minute that I have is a minute that can never be repeated in my life. It's over. Every passing minute, I'm going towards my eternity. Every passing day, I'm going towards my eternity. Nobody's life is guaranteed. While we are living, we can really live a victorious life. We can live a life that counts towards eternity, that we know where we're going. And when we go there, we know that we'll have a lot credited to our account because we used our time wisely. We used our relationships wisely. Whatever God gave to us into our hands, we went to God for it and we held on to what God gave and we multiplied it. That we'll be among the overcomers because that's what God wants us to be. Jesus said, I give you what God has given to me. God's word says, because of what Jesus did on the cross, God has made us into overcomers. That means our faith is to overcome all the time. What is written for us is victory 24-7. While we pass through this life, it's not like, okay, somehow I have to drag myself and somehow I have to finish this life. I can't wait when this will be over. No. We want to live a life that is full of use. To everyone that is around us, the end of the life, we won't have any regrets. At the end of our life, we'll have a life that has been poured out for God, a life that has been useful, touched many lives. First, our family. And then all around us, that our life can be a life that can have super abundant reward in heaven. That when we go there, everything that you've done on earth, that you did, as I mentioned before, whatever you do can be converted into heaven's currency. Whatever you do on earth will not just perish. For a lot of people, their degrees, their work, their family, everything ends here. 
even before they go into the coffin. Once they breathe their last breath, everything is gone. They won't even know. All their diplomas, degrees, everything will go in the trash later. But for the people of God, if they would have done everything for God, it all goes with them. Your hard work on earth will not end here. When you live with a purpose and when you live for God, whatever you do here will carry, will carry on into eternity, will go with you into eternity. Everything, everything, everything. You can be like these people in Hebrews 11 who subdued kingdoms. And such people are the ones that are terror to Satan. Because Daniel was a threat, he was thrown in the lion's den. Not the rest of the Babylonians. Because Daniel was a threat, that law actually came into place. For that one man of God, all hell was afraid of. It found few people who had room for jealousy. So Satan's plan could come to pass. But if we are in the hands of God, and if we have faith in God, we too can, like Daniel, shut the mouth of the lions. But if we don't, if we give into fear, we can become food for the lions. God is speaking to our hearts today. God has called us to be overcomers. God has called us to be more than conquerors. God has called us to be people of great strength. God's strength. God has called us to see our circumstances, not with the natural eyes, but with the spiritual eyes. To deal with our circumstances, not with our physical mind but with supernatural vision and divine intervention when you bring Jesus into the picture when you bring heaven's principle into your life your life will no longer be the same you'll have victory after victory after victory yes lion's den will be there yes fiery furnace will be there but you know what They won't bring you down. They won't bring you down. God will cause you to quench the fire darts of the enemy by faith. The Bible says, you know, what overcomes the world? Our faith. Our faith in God. Our faith in the word of God. Our faith in the plan of God for your life. Your faith in God's plan for your spouse. Your faith in God's plan for your children. Your faith in God's plan for everything that God has given to you. That you are not called to be an ordinary person. Ordinary human beings can be turned into extraordinary champions of God through the Spirit of God working in and through our lives when we get acquainted with God Almighty. Shall we close our eyes and look to the Lord? Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you. Praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
Thank you, Jesus. When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I know He watches me. Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I know He watches me. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I when Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I know He watches me. problem may be, whatever difficulty may be facing, no matter how impossible it may appear, know this for sure, 
God has a plan. Hallelujah. God has a plan. Even when your mind cannot understand, know that God has a plan. Hallelujah. God has a plan. God has a plan. Hallelujah. Only believe that God has a plan. And refuse to look at what the enemy shows. Refuse to see what is happening in front of you. And go to God and say, Lord, I'm not going to take no as an answer. I'm not going to take what the enemy is showing. I'm not going to look at all these closed doors. I'm not going to look at what is happening at home or what is happening in my body. But I'm going to ask you, oh Lord, intervene in my circumstance. Hallelujah. Intervene, oh Lord. Hallelujah. For your eyes are on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. When you know that God is watching over you, when you know that He's watching over your circumstances, why not take your troubles to Jesus and tell the Lord, Lord, you work and whatever you say, I will do. Hallelujah. I will trust you no matter what the situation is, no matter how difficult it may appear, no matter how impossible it may look. Hallelujah. Oh, His eyes are Sing the song with faith in your heart. When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is He. His eyes are on the sparrow, and I know He watches me. When Jesus is Oh 
Circumstances, hallelujah. Oh, I sing because I'm happy. Oh, I sing because I'm free. For his eyes are on the sparrow, and I know he watches me. Oh, his eyes are on Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for your living word that you gave from heaven. Thank you for speaking to our hearts, O Lord. We shall not be shaken. Hallelujah. We thank you for your rhema word. We thank you for your unchanging word. Hallelujah. We thank you for your living word. Hallelujah. We thank you for immovable word. We thank you for your unshakable faith that you have given to us, O Lord. Hallelujah. In the midst of every obstacle, we will see our circumstances through the eyes of faith. Hallelujah. That we won't wrestle with flesh and blood. But we will wrestle against the principalities and powers and wicked rulers in high places. So that we can have our health restored. 
our marriages restored, our families restored, our children's health restored, our children restored. Whatever the enemy has touched, oh Lord. Oh, we are in a period of restoration. Led by the God of restoration. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. For his eyes are on the sparrow. And I know he watches me. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I pray that the words that you've spoken over people, you stick with them. Be with them, Father, all through this night, into tomorrow. That these words that came down from heaven, from the mouth of God, may not depart from the hearts and from the ears of your people, O Lord. In the name of Jesus, let it settle deep into their spirits. And I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you'll bring this word to their remembrance every time they face anything, Lord, that is against them. Spirit of the living God, bring these words to the remembrance of your people. They may fight the good fight of faith. Subdue kingdoms and subdue everything that is against them. That they too, Father, they can receive commendation from the mouth of the Almighty God. With this blessing, I bless your people, Father, with. That they may have unshakable faith. That their faith may rest upon the word of God and not upon their circumstances. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That they may walk by faith and not by sight. That every brother, every sister, every child that is here may become people who subdue kingdoms, subdue their circumstances. That they may have power over their circumstances. Thank you, Jesus. That they may triumph over their foes. That they may not be brought under but they may dominate over everything that is against them, O Lord. For this I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Amen.